Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Fred, I, I think the answer is very different if the stay-at-home order ends on April 30th than if it ends in May or if it gets extended into May or, God forbid, June. So I, I think it's too early to know the answer to that because we're hopeful that we get past this, that we hit our peak and that the stay-at-home order goes away sooner rather than later. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. We're back in the brave new world of working at home. And our guests today are Sam Toya, president of the Illinois Restaurant Association, and Michael Jacobson, president of the Illinois Hotel and Lodging Association. Welcome to both of you. Where are you? I'm working from home, just like everyone else is. Staying in and staying at home. (laughs) Okay. And how have your lives changed? Sam, why don't you start? Well, obviously, you know, 13 days ago or, you know, or whatever, we've been in um, shelter in place now. Things have really changed in the uh, hospitality industry here in the city of Chicago. You know, uh, about three weeks ago, you know, Governor Pritzker reached out and said that he was going to, you know, put the, um, you know, put a, a shelter in place in for uh, for us and that restaurants would have to only be able to do pickup, delivery, carry out and drive through. So we had to start communicating with our 25,000 restaurants throughout the state of Illinois here what was going on. Um, obviously, a lot of the restaurants never did do delivery or carry outs. They had to get used to that right away. Um, you know, it's average that 71% of business is down, Fran, uh, since we're only doing delivery, pickup, and carry out. But, you know, we're out here trying to, uh, you know, trying to serve serve our customers and serve the community. But it's, it's rough. It definitely is rough. But um, we'll get through this. We'll beat this virus, and we'll be stronger than ever. Now, you used to own Leona's restaurants. Carry out is not a replacement. What can a restaurant recoup from carry out again that's a good question fran so yes what they can recoup is you know most restaurants you know started doing kind of like using the third party apps like uh you know grubhub uber east doordash and they maybe were doing about 10 percent of their business so if they if they you know with what we're doing right now with shelter in place and stuff maybe maybe they're doing 20 to 25 percent business but they're off. It's the average is off 71% in sales. So with that said, um, they're doing about 20, 25% of the business they were doing when they were doing um, full service. So that's, you know, 
that's that's a lot of money to be off. You know, all good restaurateurs, you know, they care about the health and safety of their team members, of their customers. They just want to make sure they have enough cash flow to pay their team members because team members are like family. You know, people come in for the food, but they come back for the service. So all good restaurateurs, what does he or she want to do? They want to make sure they're taking care of their team members, getting them paid so they can feed their family. Because when we beat this virus, which we will, we're going to open up again, but it's going to be like all new restaurants opening up. So you need your team members ready to go back to work. That wise, it was so important that we were at the table on the CARES Act, phase three of the stimulus bill to make sure that we can get, you know, it, it goes to annual average monthly payroll, 2.5 times 2.5. Now, is that enough to, you know, sustain you? Maybe for about eight weeks, but we will see as we go forward here. But it's very important to restaurateurs that they keep their team members getting paid and try to do the best they can for cash flow. And before we go to Michael, how many of the restaurants are doing carry out? Yeah, that's a good say? question. It's, it's, it's estimated about 40% of the restaurants are not doing it. So it's about 60%, Fran, that are doing pickup, carry out, um, pickup, carry out, delivery, and drive through. So it's about 60%. Is it, a, is it about maintaining a presence? Because, you know, if you don't do takeout, you don't serve the community when they need it. Isn't there a risk that people think you're closed? Absolutely, there's a risk with that. But each individual restaurateur, he or she has to decide what is best for their restaurant. So, like I said, about 60% of the restaurants are doing carry-out, pick-up, delivery, and drive-through. About 40% decided not to do it. So it's up to the individual restaurateur what he or she thinks is best for their restaurant. But restaurants are a big part of our 77 communities here in the city of Chicago. They are the fabric. Yeah, and and uh, some restaurants really don't lend themselves to carry out. No, you got to eat some, as you said. I was in the business once before. You have to you have to be set up to do delivery, pick up, and carry out and drive through. You know, I mean, most restaurants are set up to do full service. They're not set up. You got to have a you know you got to have a certain layout in your kitchens. You got to have you know you got to make sure you have the right bagging uh you know to put your food in and stuff like that so it's not as easy as it sounds like you you know one day be a full service restaurant doing sit down and the next day become a carry out pick up delivery place you're absolutely right there's a there's a science into figuring out how to do it right okay michael now if if there is another industry that was hit hard enough as hard as this it is of course the hotel industry other than the airline industry, and they go hand in hand. How are things going on your end? The last the last month or so has just been uh, pretty devastating for Chicago's hotel industry. We saw the uh, the problem starting about three weeks ago when we started seeing conferences and conventions start canceling both at McCormick Place and some of the smaller events within each individual hotel. And it, it was a time where we were really getting excited to go into the spring. And then, of course, with our, our peak summer tourism season, which is really make or break for many of our hotels. And it was just a perfect storm of timing that right when business was starting to pick up after a quiet winter is when, uh, when these cancellations started. So at a time when our hotels were expecting to be in the lead and 
percent range when it comes to occupancy are now in the single digits if they're open at all. Many of the hotels across the city have decided to uh, suspend their operations altogether. So it's uh, it, it's it's troubling. Uh, we're expecting uh, over 120,000 layoffs in the Illinois hotel industry, and uh, of course. Many of those jobs will come back when we reach the point where we can reopen and and welcome travelers uh, to Illinois again. But many of those jobs are going to be be lost for the long term. So it's something that we're closely monitoring, and we're trying to we're trying to figure out ways to get capital into our hotel owners' hands so that they can preserve as many jobs as possible in the short term. So, how many hotels are actually open right now, Michael? That's that's been something we don't know a definitive answer uh, as as rest or as hotels have decided to um, suspend their operations. It's and as they're laying off their employees and getting their properties ready to shut down, uh, calling IHLA hasn't necessarily been their uh, top of mind for them. But um, we we have heard some of the more high profile properties in downtown Chicago, like the Hilton Chicago. Uh, like the Sheridan Grand shutting down in, for the short term. So it's, it's a large percentage of the total rooms in the city are offline for the time being. So with all of these conventions canceling and, con- and canceling events into the summer and the possibility even that Lollapalooza possibly could be canceled, and I don't see how, even though the mayor doesn't really want to talk about it at this point, how you could allow hundreds of thousands of young people to gather in Grand Park, even in the summer. Um, I know that this is a fast-moving crisis, but are you concerned that people will change their habits permanently and that maybe we won't have as many conventions? Maybe we'll just do it virtually. I don't think so. I think we heard uh, that same mentality or that same thought after 9-11 and after the 2008 economic crisis. And yes, our technology is very different now than it was then, but nothing replaces uh, face-to-face interactions and and meetings. And I think even if there is a short-term reliance on on technology like Zoom or like a go-to meeting or some of those other technologies, uh, nothing replaces that. And I think businesses... And, uh, and, and individuals are going to realize that, that when it comes to trainings or conferences, uh, you can't do the same thing online as you can get in person. And when it comes to client interaction, nothing replaces, uh, again, we can't shake hands right now, uh, but that day will come back where nothing replaces shaking a client's hand and being able to sell a product or service in person. And I remember after 9-11, a, uh, I believe it was a United Airlines commercial that holds true today, uh, where a boss was sitting around in a staff meeting and started handing out airline boarding passes and says, get back on the road, get back on the road. Uh, and I think we'll see the same thing uh, eventually when the time is right during this crisis as well. But you have said that there are going to be hotels that fall by the boards and never reopen. How many of those do you think we'll have? I think it's too early to tell. I think uh, obviously the the latest stimulus as part of the CARES Act provided uh, much needed capital for payroll and and for loans for small hotel owners. And I think that's a, a common misperception. A lot of people think that all of our hotels are owned and operated by Marriott or by Hilton or by Hyatt. And that's just simply not the case. 
each each hotel is individually owned and operated. And more than half of the hotels in Illinois are actually owned by what are considered small business owners. They qualify for a lot of the small business support that is being provided by the federal government and by the state government as well right now. Uh, So we're hopeful that those resources will be able to stop the bleeding in the short term. And I think we'll, it's too early to tell how long this will last, but I think it is, it is a safe assumption that some of the short-term resources that are being provided to our hotel owners just simply won't be enough because especially for the hotels that decide to suspend their operations, it becomes that much harder to reopen their doors when the time is right. If they can just continue going on cruise control and trying to stay in business uh, for the next couple of weeks and next couple of months, they have a much stronger likelihood to maintain their business than if they decide to shut their doors. Then it just becomes a lot harder to reopen. And Sam, how many restaurants might not make it, do you think? Well, the National Restaurant Association did come out with some figures. They're estimating there could be close to 30,000 uh, closed, uh, closed restaurants across the country. Uh, so we will see as we go further, and I think that number could get up. So it could be 20 to 25% of the restaurants here in Chicago could not reopen. That is definitely a number we're hearing, Fran. Oh, my God. And that is such a tragedy because, you know, this is a food capital. This is a wonderful part of the fabric of Chicago. Imagine if these places are no longer there. Yes, there's How no will question. It change the city? There's no question we are an epic center when it comes to the culinary scene here in the city of Chicago. Uh, Again, as Michael pointed out, the CARES Act is out there to help these small businesses, um, you know, uh, try to make sure they're making their monthly payroll uh, and also trying to help pay their rent and also help pay their utility bills. You know, the longer this goes on, the harder it's going to be. I'm just going to be very upfront. Uh, You know, um, you know, they're saying 11%, uh, you know, there was a, a poll taken by the National Restaurant Association by 4,000 restaurant tours, and 11% of them said they were, pro- you know, they, they will probably permanently close their doors. So, and they said it could go up to 20. So we will see as we go there, but, you know, but this is not a pretty picture. You know, there's no question that the governor, the mayor, uh, the federal government have been stepping up and trying to help these small businesses. Uh, it's like I said, restaurants are the fabric of our 77 communities here in the city of Chicago. Uh, but but it's but it's very it's not a pretty picture right now. It's not a pretty picture. We are the largest private sector employer in the state of Illinois with 588,000 people working in the food service restaurant industry. So we shall see. We saw that, um, you know, 178,000 people applied for unemployment this week in the state of Illinois. Last week it was 114. Thousand, and they think it can keep going up. And a lot of those uh, people applying for unemployment are from the restaurant hospitality industry. And how are these people supposed to hang on? You know, well, well, you know, obviously, is not going to do it. it, Well, with the CARES Act, uh, you know, um, there's 377 billion dollars put on the side, and you get your annual average monthly payroll times two and a half to pay your, you know, to keep your employees on payroll. And then also try to pay your rent slash mortgage and or your utilities. Again, Fran, we don't know how long this is going to last. I think we're going to have to go to a phase four and a phase five uh, a stimulus bill at the uh, at the federal level. Because I think, you know, they're saying we haven't even hit the top of the curve yet. So we're out here trying to communicate with our restaurant tours. 
We're trying to make sure that they're getting to their banks. Uh, there's, you know, the 800 banks that are part of this uh, CARES Act. Uh, we want to make sure they get to the front of the line. There's $377 billion. We want to make sure our restaurants here in the Chicago area from Calumet City to Peloton, to LaGrange, to Evanston, to obviously the city of Chicago are prepared, seeing their bankers. And today was the kickoff of it. And I'm getting texts as we talk that restaurant tours are applying for these uh, CARES Act, uh, you know, um, you know, to, to, to keep them going, to get their annual average monthly payroll times two and a half, you know, times two and a half. So they're at they're at the banks right now as we talk. But I don't know if that's so you're be saying you're saying you're saying we have one stimulus bill and we're going to need five more or four more. I Well, we have three right now. It's been three phases. I think we're going to have to have a few more phases. Yes, Fran. And Fran, we if I can say that, I, I think one of the things that you're you're realizing and people are beginning to appreciate is how much of a tax generator that restaurants and hotels and retail are for, for the state and city economy. And I, I, I mean, there's the city and state feel that they have the resources and there's a big resource infusion as part of the federal stimulus package. But when you look at the hotel occupancy tax and the restaurant tax and the sales tax that Sam's industry and my industry represent, I think many times people forget how important that tax base is for the state. And I think here, and and also when it comes to employment, Sam mentioned how important we are to the employment of the city. I think that we're, we're people are going to appreciate that more than ever before when they see how many of our employees uh, are hitting unemployment and how, me, how much of our tax base has been soaked up at least for the next month or two. Fran, let me give you this figure. Let me give you this figure. This came from the National Restaurant Association. For the first 22 days of March, the restaurant industry lost $25 billion in sales and 3 million jobs. Again, for the first 22 days of March, it's estimated loss of $25 billion in sales and 3 million jobs throughout the country. Wow. Wow. I, yeah. I, you're taking my breath away. Yeah. You're really taking my breath away. Well, it, with regard to the city and state, do we need any kind of sales tax holiday, restaurant tax holiday, liquor tax holiday, some kind of tax holiday to help you guys? That's a good question. We are talking with both the governor, the governor and his team and the mayor and her team to figure out how we can help. Uh, again, the restaurants and restaurants and the hotels throughout this city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. Again, as I said, the restaurant food service industry is the largest private sector employer. Both the governor and the mayor knows that. We're at the table trying to communicate on things that we can keep helping uh, our small businesses throughout the city and the state. Uh, you know, you well, know, the mayor like put out a hundred million dollar loan program out there. The governor's got grants and loans out there on the, on the state side. So we want to make sure we're communicating with our restaurateurs to make sure they're trying to get these loans and grants. Uh, but yes, as we go further down the down the road here, Fran, we're going to have to keep talking on other ways we can help restaurateurs throughout the state and the city. And what from the hotel's like perspective, what, what, well, wait, um, one of the things... Hold on a second, what, Michael. Michael, wait. Just, uh, what would you like to see, Sam, on the restaurant side at the state and local level by way of a tax holiday or reprieve or something? Uh, again, you know what I mean? I, obviously, you know, we're going to have property taxes coming up around, um, um, you know, 
property taxes that are going to be coming up around the, uh, you know, they get them mailed out the end of July, they come due in the first of August. I'd like to maybe talk about how we maybe possibly can get property taxes deferred for commercial uh, real estate restaurant tour owners. So I'd like to be at the table talking about a possibility of getting deferred property taxes. For how long? Uh, again, I like to get to the table and communicate with the leaders that be and see. Again, I don't know how long, uh, you know, the coronavirus is going to keep us in shelter in place. The longer we know, you know, the quicker we can get this, you know, we can stop the curve, the better. So I think this is going to keep evolving. But again, both the governor and the mayor and the county board president have been very communicative and ways they could be helpful. But I, 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 like I said, the property tax are coming due on August 1st. And that's something I think we need to talk about uh, of, you know, maybe getting some deferral uh, on the property taxes. What about any other taxes? You know, again, they're, they're working, you know, the county and the city and the state are working on trying to get some deferrals on those taxes. So there is communication going on. Um, again, it depends how long we're in this uh, shelter in place to see how, you know, to see how much relief and deferred on the sales tax that we're going to need. But I could tell you restaurateurs are reaching out to me and saying, you know, this is, this is tough and it's all about cash flow. I understand it's also about cash flow to the state government, the county government and the city government as well. So again, I think we got to keep communicating and educating each other what we need for government, but also what we need to do to keep our small businesses in, you know, in business because small business is the backbone of our economy here in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago. Okay, Mike, go ahead with the hotel tax, which is the highest in the nation here. What do we need by way of relief? Well, I think the city and took great steps already to defer uh, the March payments that were due. Uh, the thing now, and we were very clear that we weren't asking for a tax holiday. We were just asking for a deferral, mainly because the hotel tax is actually what uh, goes to fund a big chunk of the budgets for our local tourism bureaus, including Chicago. So we wanted to make sure that the uh, that we weren't asking for forgiveness, that we were asking for the um, just deferral so that we could pay it later in the year and still make sure that the tourism bureaus got the budget that they needed. Because one of the most important things that we're going to need for long-term recovery is that our tourism bureaus, again, like Choose Chicago, are well-funded and have the resources to help us aggressively market and uh, come back and recover from this. But echoing Sam's point about property taxes, some of our larger downtown hotels accrue $30,000 a day in property taxes. Some of those are shut down right now, but their property tax is still accruing. So there's zero revenue coming in the door and $30,000 a day in property taxes accruing. The math simply doesn't add up. And that, when you when you see that uh, problem, that's what's going to have make a really tough decision for a hotel owner on whether or not to reopen or, or simply walk away. Because, again, the tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars in property tax accrual isn't going to be able to be paid on time when zero revenue is coming in the door. So what do they need by way of relief? I, I think the same thing, a, a deferral of the property tax uh, to later For in the how year. How long? How long? I, I, I think it's too early. I think it, a lot of it depends on how long this crisis goes on. How, how long until we could start generating revenue again and start generating? A half a year? A half a year? A year? How long? 
Well, you know, Fran, what, what I think, you know, again, I think communication education is what, you know, Michael and I need to do with the elected leaders. Maybe, maybe instead of having property taxes uh, for the next few years, two times a year, maybe we break it into four times a year. I don't know. You know what I mean? But we got to get to the table. We got to communicate. As Michael's saying, and I'm saying, we're talking about deferral. I don't know exactly what the deferral is, but going forward, it's all about cash flow. So maybe instead of twice a year, we're paying property taxes. Maybe it's four times a year. And then when we do deferrals, you know, the penalties and the interest rates are not there as we kind of stretch out these uh, property bills uh, for restaurateurs and hotelers to make sure that they can, you know, pay the property. But we need to Mike, what do you think? Uh, Friend, I, I think the answer is very different if the stay at home order ends on April 30th than if it ends in May or if it gets extended into May or God forbid June. So I, I think it's too early to know the answer to that because we're hopeful that we get past this, that we hit our peak and that the stay at home order goes away sooner rather than later. But I think it's just too early to tell how long this will stretch and how much into the summer season this continues. Now, the mayor said that she's uh, in the process of arranging for a hotel to handle healthcare workers. She's already had a couple of hotels join for uh, overflow from the hospitals and another hotel for first responders. How many rooms is that providing? How much business is that? And how much relief is that? It's a good question. We are working on a series of uh, hotels statewide we've offered 25,000 rooms across the state to be used for a variety of purposes. Um, first responders, healthcare workers, some of the homeless and domestic violence victims that have seen their shelters shut down. And in some uh, drastic cases, even some hospital overflow where patients that uh, aren't having serious health issues are being pushed out into hotels so that we free up much needed beds particularly ICU beds in the hospitals that uh, are needed. So um, the hotels that are participating in this, you'll hear more announcements in the coming days in the city and across the state. Um, it's the, if there's a silver lining in all this, it's seeing how good of a response we've gotten from our hotels of raising their hand and saying, we want to be helpful to the city. We want to be helpful to the state. Um, yes, there are some payments being made to these hotels, and what the rate that you're seeing negotiated, the rate that just covers the expense of operating the building and providing the staff. Um, there's going to be a very skeletal staff in these hotels, and we're, we're figuring out a rate based on each individual hotel. What would allow that hotel to break even, reduce the amount of layoffs that they would have to make, keep people employed while also offering a service to the city. So it's a way that we can try to keep people employed, try to keep our hotels afloat, uh, but also provide a much needed service to the city and state. Sam, when this is over, I still believe that there is going to be a fear factor here. Won't people want to keep their social distance? Will will restaurants, for example, have to have fewer tables to keep six well, feet away? That's a good question, Fran. Um, you know, obviously, some people have thought that. As as Michael said, we'll see how long this lasts, and you know, hopefully, you know, we would get this under control, and we're back up. You know, we're back up for business in mid-May, or at least, you know, uh, by the end of May. And we'll see, but you're right. People are going to evolve a little bit. Uh, I think, you know, people's habits will change a little bit, but I think, you know, I think they'll get back to being, you know, 
being being Americans and going out to eat, you know, 50% of the people get their food at restaurants uh, and the other 50%, you know, they get their at, at times they're getting their food at the grocery stores. But I think that as time goes on, uh, we will get back to being the culinary capital as we are uh, and people will enjoy going out again once again. But again, it depends how long the coronavirus lasts. Maybe with fewer tables, do you think? Um, you never know. You never know. Again, um, you know, here, you know, we want to listen to our experts, our scientists, our doctors to see what they say as we go forward here. Uh, again, uh, restaurateurs care about the health and safety of their customers and their team workers. So I can tell you that we'll be all ears because we do care about the health and safety of our customers and our team members. And Mike, what about hotels? For example, health clubs in hotels. There are stories about people who contracted the virus at a ho at a health club. I well, think they have to close those. I think there's stories about people contracting the virus in every corner of society. Uh, and I think that if you, uh, I, I think if you look at what's happening on the lakefront and in our parks, I, I think people don't like social distancing. That's just not human nature. And I think once we're past this, once we find a treatment or once we find a vaccine, which they will come, um, then I, I think the, the worry will, will dwindle a little bit. Of course, we'll continue to find ways to either even enhance our existing cleaning protocols, not just in our, our fitness clubs, but in every corner of our host properties. And we've already been doing that with our partners to say, what additional steps can we take to clean our lobbies, to clean our guest rooms? Again, we already had very strict protocols in place, but I think uh, there will come a time that it's already been promise, uh, promising to see many of the convention planners or many of the meeting planners not even necessarily cancel their events or conventions, but just postpone them into quarter three or quarter four. Uh, so I think, again, giving the health professionals the time they need and the doctors and scientists the time they need to figure out a way to cure and, and treat coronavirus will be a, a great a great moment to celebrate. And then I think we'll be able to actually get back to our normal lives. And whether or not our normal lives look a little different than they did a month ago, I think that it will look a little different, but I, I don't know that it will necessarily be a, a drastic impact looking at the long-term impact on hotels or restaurants. Well, I don't know about you guys. I want my life back. And I think we all do. And I think we want to go back to the freedoms that we took a lot for granted. And now we'll be so much more joyous when we can listen to live music, have a meal at a restaurant, hug our son and daughters and children who live apart from us and all the things and travel and all these things. So I wish all of us the grace and the best and the and the strength to get through this and and thank you both so much for joining us thank Fran, you well how said this? how about well this Fran? when hey. we're all done with this let sam you and me go to a restaurant within a hotel and have a glass of wine together amen, amen. i'm all for that i'm all for that okay the guys take the care of yourselves take thank care you, of yourselves thank you michael thanks you too and we'll see you all next week 